Hello, everyone, and welcome to your uncle's beach house, episode twenty-nine. I'm Jackson. I'm joined by M, as usual. Gundam time. That's right. It's Gundam time. That's, That's it. Not true at all. Uh, we haven't even watched Gundam this Bishamaru week. time. <laughs> it is Bishamaru time? Uh, we are joined by a guest. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Time and Patience. I was previously on the Beach House episodes for the Eccentric Family and the OG Kino's Journey adaptation. Just bat a thousand, honestly. <laughs> yeah, honestly. <laughs> it's uh, really true. Uh, thank you for... Uh, not to keep the pressure on if you come back, but um, <laughs> thank you for just incredible anime uh, across the board. I'll um, make sure to pick a bad one next time, you know, just to shake things Yeah, up. Starling in the Franks, let's go! Let's go! Let's go! <laughs> I'm posting that image just to let's fucking go. <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> And we're going to watch some real garbage. <laughs> People do get so insecure about what if they watch something bad, and we're usually more excited depending on what kind of bad it is. The thing bad. is, the thing is, no one who picks a bad anime for this is going to be like sad when we come on and like pick it apart. Like everyone knows what we do. That's true. That's true. No one's surprised by the, the thing we do. Uh, that said, if you pick sort of online, I will just uh, kill. It. I mean, I'll just say no. Like I'm not. I'm not going that way. Damn. <laughs> Um, uh, Kodo's voice actor in this is the voice of uh, Zero One in Drowning in the Franks, Japan. I, I recognize her credit. She's very famous. I was like, that's a person yes. I know when it yes. came up on her thing. <laughs> Most of the show. Oh, I know that voice. Yeah, honestly, all of them are uh, like that. Uh, so I guess we should say what we watched. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we watched the show uh, Kiyosugiga which is a uh, 2013 TV show preceded by a 2012 uh, m- series of mini ONAs, original net animations, and uh, preceded again by a single 25-minute uh, original net animation episode. And uh, that was preceded by a five-minute uh, voiceless one. Oh, the art that was just the preview one then. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was all... It just kind of evolved naturally until eventually there was a show. Uh it came from Sun, not Sunrise. It came from Toei. It has the um, Toei, like it's credited to the Toei equivalent of the um, uh, Sunrise name that's always in front of Gundam. Um, 
uh yeah izumi todo is the name which is just like <laughs> our fake name for our main shows specifically for all the pretty cool shows and it's, it's directed by uh Rui matsumoto uh, who is also a longtime pretty cool director um and none of the ones i've seen though no so. she started in 2006 she, yeah she's most known for uh uh the heart catch pre-care movie uh, yeah she directed that headed that up um which was like immediately before this um okay yeah i i, I, I Mm-hmm. I always think of a uh, yes precure five uh, go go, which is not the fifth precure series. In fact, it's the fourth precure series mm-hmm. because precure is a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, that's not great, confusing. Great at all. naming schemes. Um, I don't know if you ever down, but the uh, the other main uh, name to I think shout out for this show, which has a very talented staff, uh, mm-hmm. is Yuki Hayashi. Um, he did the character designs and was chief animation director. Um, mm-hmm. did an enormous amount of work, uh, which along with uh, Matsumoto's storyboards, I think really sell this show. He did like a third of the cuts in the original preview, I think. Oh my word. Uh, he he really went for it. Uh, and then they both collaborated um, again for their recent stuff with Bump of Chicken, the uh, that, uh, candy commercial in the Pokemon last month, I want to say. Oh, nice. Yeah, they're they're they mostly kick around bones nowadays. Um, uh, her at the the first uh, season for Blood Black Kid and Battlefront, uh, and mm. he's chief animation director for the uh, My Hero Academia movies. I think. Uh, supposedly okay. they have yeah. a movie in the works. That I'll I'll watch it because goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, no, thank you for your like, expertise in actually knowing who people are. I've barely watched anime. Mm. <laughs> well, it's me every uh, time of, of note for you jackson is uh they both got into uh anime for s- similar reasons uh chief among which was liking the, Digi- the digimon movie yeah or, uh, no, yeah game. yeah i was gonna say yeah i assume it's uh the um that stuff the Hasoda uh, stuff. Forgot his name same, for a there. same producer too i think uh hiromi seki she's the uh the lady behind um digimon and doremi and this uh this is like one of the few shows uh that toei actually like mainlined the production committee mm-hmm. um which is pretty rare for a studio to do that because you're taking a pretty big financial risk uh eccentric family was similar but it, it's pretty rare uh yeah no this is like a, a original Toei show in the early 2010s um, that they were able to make. It seems like a real like passion project of a lot of people working there. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, that's the th- uh, that's the thing. Uh, and would you like to summarize the plot? Sure. Um, Kyosukiga yes. is the... I guess we'll just... Uh, the overarching plot, and then we'll talk about Weird Way okay. in which this came the, out and what this it sets is, up. This has a weird plot. And also <laughs> came out weird. So if you can't follow the discussion, that's just the nature of the show at some point. Uh, well, yeah. Um, so the the story takes place in Kyoto, but like a like a magical alternate reality Kyoto that has been created long ago by a high priest named Yoe, who created the city to take his family, uh, who is. A rabbit who stole the body of a <laughs> of uh, a bodhisattva um, to because she was in love with him, and then they found this child who was almost dead and raised him up. And then Mioe has a power of creation, so he drew two siblings for 
their son to be with one of who's like half demon half human and the other one is like full demon or whatever and they this was against the rule so they went into the mirror universe kyoto um to live peacefully um but then they had to the the parents had to leave because uh they were in trouble and they disappeared and this this city has just gone on ever since as they wait for their parents to come back and they're they're all adults now and they're all bickering and carrying on in this uh space where nothing can bad can ever happen to them uh and then another girl named koto bursts in one day uh with her giant hammer that is the one thing that can destroy objects in this magical space and they're like where the hell is she from uh and they take her in and uh try to figure it out and they realize that she is also a child of uh Mioe and uh the older lady koto um after they went back to the real world and uh she's looking for a rabbit they're looking for their parents they decide that that has to be the same thing and uh they go searching end up finding lady koto stuck in a strange nebulous space um being held not captive but like just contained by a thing called the shrine which is what koto works for um which is like the spiritual plane police basically um and they pull her out and in doing so, uh, destabilize the looking glass city, uh, Kyoto in the way it is responds to everything else. And all the universe starts to break apart. Uh, and turns out that, uh, Mioe, who they're looking for was the, the guy who was teaching Koto in the normal world. Uh, and they all reunite only to discover that, uh, the world is ending and uh Mioe reveals uh that he is god and the, the whole point was to bring the family together see his wife one last time and then bounce uh because he doesn't want to be uh he doesn't want to be god anymore because being god sucks um and everyone bands together and tells him that he's being a selfish asshole uh <laughs> and uh Koto beats the shit out of him and then she's like you know what I am going to be god uh you know with my brother uh who's the uh, the the kid that they rescued, his name is also Mioe. Uh, he's also called Yakushimaru. That was like his original name. Um, and we're going to be God together, but you're not going to go off and like die after you give up being God. And then the actual original God who is three animals shows up and is like, yeah, stop being an idiot. And they beat him <laughs> up. Um, <laughs> everyone beats up God and then they have a big laugh about it. And then they all hug. And that's the end of the show. <laughs> the end of the show. Yeah. That's basically the plot. Yeah. And it comes down to a fairly um, standard, like, plot in the end but by being delivered in this way across multiple seasons where the tv show is finally makes everything clear but we watched the like onas beforehand and it's a bit like what the fuck's going on it's really cool is what's going on it's I was really like, Man, cool this show looks so good i have no idea what's happening the uh the touchstones that uh matsumaru is working with was that she didn't really know if she was going to get the chance to make a tv show out of it mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. um among the many like i think inspirations of like comics or manga that the the show is kind of based around both in framing and uh, the like characters that even make up the name of the show um she was like what if we do like shonen jump where you get a one shot and you like just show off the characters and get people a little interested and then see where it goes from there um yeah to the point where like there are plot points that are clearly di- like the the uh, the first episode one of the like the big climactic things that happens in the ONA and in the show is the bit where uh, 
uh, Lady Kodo returns, and in the um, <laughs> original ONA, she like uh, kisses Kodo because they hadn't worked out the plot point that she's also her kid. <laughs> Uh, and it's like dumb because it's cool and evocative and whatever and then they don't do that in the show because they're like oh we can't do that that would be weird now <laughs> um, so that it's because at first I was like oh are they like fitting everything together and then when I saw some of that I was like oh no they're just like refining this over time they're not precious about making sure the timeline works right they're not doing one of those that would be obnoxious yeah the mm-hmm. thing that's interesting about that though is that the trappings of her being like the like you know, the overbearing hot lady anime trope character still exist when she shows up in the show, but like directed in weird places where she's like, you know, messing up everyone's computers as she explores the the city her kids made. Yes. <laughs> um, basically just like d- d- uh, destroying everything as she RRs all over the place. Yes. Uh, Kyosuke is a, a great example of what revision can do for your story. <laughs> Yes. Both like like cutting down and and formalizing like the stuff, but also I think it connects much better. Like even yes. though the original ONAs like they were very split up between them and the things they covered, and then this I think like ties together between episodes much better. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I would recommend people watch it how we did. I think I would recommend like just watch watch the show and then go look up the other stuff that like led to it because the show yes. is kind of a complete. We were worried. We were like, oh, so do we get this one first? Because we you know we're, we're kind of release order uh, weirdos, um, and we're always this. Uh, but this is less like a release order situation and more like people working on pilots. Yeah, it's weird because like I like that we watch it this way. It's not a way that normal people should do. No, but it it was like a thing where I was like, "This is like really interesting. There's a lot of cool stuff here. I don't really know what any of it means." And then the minute we get to episode one of the actual TV show, I'm like, "Oh wait, this all makes total sense." This just gives you like immediately a backstory, a framework. This yeah. has structure. Yeah. yeah. Also, like a good soundtrack that really ties together the emotional beats. Yes. Yeah, no, that first episode with the backstory of um, Mioe and everyone, uh, like, uh, Kodo's not really in it. It's mostly about the other rest of the family and how, why they left to the uh, the world. Um, and it's just good. It's like a good episode of anime. Um, and then, like, the first six episodes of the show uh, pull a lot from the, like, short ONAs mm-hmm. um, as they are basically just an exploration of the town. Uh of the, oh, I guess the city. I guess it's yeah. It's, I mean, it's Kyoto, so. Um, but they're they're in they're in the, you know, there's an episode with they expand the uh, short where she loses her PSP to a full episode, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, where I, Shoko loses her PSP, who is isn't one of the characters involved in like the central plot, but is like the leader of the troops, uh, for the for the town that are like the the enforcers who should just look like cartoon mafia people from like lupin or something but they're wearing white instead of black um and she's got a lab coat and she's a she's a gamer uh and she wants her psp back it's got it's like p something lp or something it's just the the same logo slightly different letters but it's a psp she also Uh, has a game girl later on i think yeah and um She's just like a, a fantastic presence in the show, even if she doesn't do anything like plot wise, because it's not really, you know, the plot's very simple in the end, um, which just allows you to enjoy the uh, trappings of this world and the episodes. Yeah. Each character having uh, the family having like essentially kind of their own episode to work with, I think really sets the, um, makes it all, 
I think more easy to connect to as far as like having a family drama, so to speak. And then like mm -hmm. the, the kind of rush to the end, I feel like is much, much stronger that way. Yeah. Um, the thing about the way we did it, when you hit that first episode, and you get all that backstory is it kind of replicates the experience. Cause like, I'd never heard of the show before you said we should watch it and, uh, didn't know anything about it, but it replicates the experience of when something blows up really big, uh, like in the world and you see like fan art and people's reactions to characters and you don't know the characters. Like mm -hmm. the ONAs to me are like watching, like, like looking at like three houses fan art and being like, well, that character looks cool. Don't know what their deal is, but they look awesome. Uh, what's that? big hammer about uh and then you get to the anime and then it explains all that and then you get to invest but you still have the impression of introducing these characters contextless in like I, it's really cool when the girl has a giant hammer the, <laughs> it's really cool when the bunny lady comes from the moon <laughs> the uh the show started out with ban presto which uh subsidiary of bandai namco that does toys being like yes. okay toei we need a show with girl with a weapon can you can you do that and they're like, sure. There's a really cool Kodo figure, but it's really expensive now. I was looking. I was looking before this podcast. <laughs> uh, she's a really cool design. Yes. Hayashi did great with the designs in the show. I think they like are both. He, his his animation generally is very expressive, and like mm -hmm. it going from uh, very like delicate, uh, subdued character acting to like the cartoonish kind of. Um, over the top stuff really naturally is like great to see. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, the TV show like calms it down a little bit because um, it's a TV show. So they've got to make 10 <laughs> episodes of this uh, and they end up reusing a lot of the, like like most of the really wild animation is in that first 20 minute OMA, but Oh my God, is it wild? <laughs> yeah. Well, the, 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 the council of three and the big robot fight definitely just get reused because why you're not going to reanimate that. <laughs> it looks cool. Put it in. Yes, exactly. And they were uh, right to, they're right. To, I mean, this is like, um, the MNA is like kill the kill before kill the kill. Right. Of just like, yeah. damn, this looks like that. Uh, yeah. All these like just super heightened fight scenes to the point where I was like, they're like shared, uh, stuff on this. I don't know. I don't think of Trigger as like being related to Toei stuff in that way, but I don't know because it, it looked very similar to me. Not particularly. The, the closest ties that they were, the shows were airing the same season. Uh, um, 20 wild King, season like, of anime. Truly, probably the most stacked this century. <laughs> I know people say that like 2013, uh, like full 2013 is like just uh, unreasonable. I mean, let me go look at what's airing at that time so I can. Uh, uh, we have someone who can tell us what is here. <laughs> uh, that's, that's true. That's true. Uh, as far as stuff like that season, season. Yeah. You've got a uh, season of Epo. You got uh, Kuroko's Basket. You got Kill a yeah. Kill. You got it's Log Horizon. Yeah. Y you've got uh, you've got uh, Eccentric Family. I think it was the season before. Mm -hmm. um, you got Samurai Flamenco, which is also wild this season. It's it's a very there, there's a lot going on. I think the strongest Monogatari seasons last season. Uh, you got Silver Spoon last season. Just uh, a very good time for for anime generally. I'm scrolling down, seeing what else to recognize. There was non non, non non Biore was also this season. Mm, mm -hmm. um, just a bunch of shows that I know people love, but I, I like that my my favorites uh, are at least the ones I've seen before are Kuroko and Lock Horizon, which uh, look like dog shit. They are not like highly well <laughs> well animated shows. Uh, in compared to like Kill the Kill and this, um, I mean, I you know. 
Locker Rising actually looks pretty well and uses its budget well. Uh, Kuroko's is uh, not a great looking anime, but uh, I love it because I love basketball. Um, anyway. Man, this is the Gundam Build Fighters season. Yes, yeah, as far as like that that time frame, it's it's right in there. Um, Might be the future Gundam most looking forward to at this point, honestly. Point, yeah, you know what, fair enough. For your Urobochi quest, um, I think in spring that year was uh, Gargantia. Oh, yeah, that's the one uh, most people keep telling me I should watch. Uh, I haven't gotten to it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, just a, just a stacked era for anime. Um, but yeah, there is the, the thing where like, this comes on the scene and it's so flashy and so showy. Um, but then like the quiet bits when they do the TV show are also like lovingly animated, um, mm-hmm. and flirt between styles. Uh, like Yase's whole thing of being like a shoujo girl who then turns into like a snarling giant demon is so good. It's such a good aesthetic and it doesn't really gel with anyone else's aesthetic. And I like that about this character, this show. It looks like everyone's pulled from like a different universe. Mm-hmm. Like the, the aesthetic, like touch points as far as like. I think it uses the medium in interesting ways, which is mm. both like the styles that are used and also how it's framed and how it's like composited and storyboarded means that everything feels very distinct like, yes. between each episode. The The staff behind the show has like some, some uh, uh, longtime Toei legends, uh, particularly like the people behind Digimon uh, did a few episodes. But also like their, their upcoming like talented staff have like their debut TV episodes as far as animation and episode direction. So it's a very, it's a, I think it shows off Toei at its uh, best in as far as like a 10 episode run. Mm. Um, Their talent as far as drawing upon previous people that have worked there for decades and then also showing off how you can use the medium in interesting new ways. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it's it's super sick, right? It's super sick, and it's like a place to do cool experimental stuff. Um, yeah, in a way that like I'm working on Dragon Ball for two years is a solid gig, but doesn't doesn't have that. Uh, Hayashi did leave because he was like, Toei's mostly just doing the same shows, and I kind of want to do new things. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Um, uh, yeah, for sure. Um. But then uh, on top of that, like the story's good, yes. <laughs> which is the best part. The surprise of when the show slows down and becomes the television show of like, oh, I really like all these characters. They gel really well. And the story they're telling is like a really interesting riff on like, you know, the idea of like choosing uh to live in the world under like oppressive structures of religion, uh, which is all anime on some level. But like Very this textual. one goes yeah, this one goes for it um, really explicitly by just making it about God's kids being the shit out of God for being selfish. <laughs> but, yeah. like, emotionally and considerately and compassionately. Like, uh, uh, Koto and her relationship with uh, with uh, the uh, the younger Mioe, uh, Yakushimaru, is, like, just genuinely really good. Yes, I, that's my I favorite it, for the show. I think it shows, like, both how people can fair, care for one another and, and be close and, and have ties and then also like not consider what the other person wants necessarily Mm -hmm. or understand what they what they're talking about or hoping for in it they they feel like matsumoto's kind of got a um a reputation of doing a lot of family stuff and I, i think it's it's clear especially in this show where it's 
about how you find your place in the world, which ties into the family things like the, the passing on of responsibility or name even like from father to son, I think, or mother to daughter really shows the, those ties are important, but also finding just a, your own place to exist or have um, solace and confidence and whatnot is is done really well, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think that, that gives it like an incredibly rich context for like the story it's telling. Because you know, summarizing it, it sounds like fairly standard. Because um, I've seen a million anime where you know we have uh should god a god wants to end the world and then you kill him and it's like no we don't want that or alternatively they want you to be the new god and then you say no that's bad but instead neither of those things happened because those are both like portrayed as like kind of cowardly and reductive views on what is actually a family drama what you have to do is beat up god and stop getting him to be such a pissy baby live your life but then but then take his job anyway yeah no like, the, the part where the part where they ask koto and yakushibaru whether and she goes yeah sure i'll do it yeah, he's sure. like wait what a second are you kidding me she's like yeah I I mean, he's doing a terrible job why wouldn't i do it he's he's my dad and i love him but he's awful he's just the yep. worst yep no, someone's gotta be god excellent. might as well be me I do a better job. The the bit at the end with the uh, Yakshimaru younger boy and uh, just giving the beats and like I'll take those back actually of my own volition. Thanks. Yes. Yeah. The part he's like, here, you uh, mean to give these back to you? Now I'm taking that. <laughs> uh, it's so good. <laughs> yes, that was one of my favorite gags because he's been holding onto them the whole time to give them back to his his dad and then just like does it and then steals them back immediately. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, I was I was also surprised at how much I ended up uh, really uh, enjoying the the way the uh, like show ended because after like the big um, bit where they reuse the MA animation and we get uh, uh, Lady Koto back, most of the episodes are just people standing around talking and they're like very well done doing that, but they're not flashy in a way that I was like, oh, what's going to be the big flashy thing at the end? They don't do that. It's just kind of a very quiet, uh, like you said, family drama. Uh, and I think it's uh, excuse me, uh, she she hammers through the floor of creation, <laughs> and it's eight thousand windows. Uh, <laughs> it's it's it, like it is stuff, right? I'm not saying it's nothing, yes. but still, a good chunk of episode, like eight and nine specifically, are ten people standing in the same room for both episodes, just outside yes. the tower. Yes, Judo comes in and says, "Adults are bad, actually." <laughs> uh, as far as far as uh, Gundam VAs, uh, God slash the narrator is Giren Banjo Gira. Yes. Yeah, uh, which is also great. Uh, Troas, uh, the the older Kurama. Yeah, I'm always saying that. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, we may as well just now we've started it. We should go through voice actors. I mean, we can. I did not write them down because we don't do that for Beach House typically. Oh, that's true. I mean, but there there are some people here. I guess we'll just like say what our, our time patient has done. Yeah, oh, I mean, okay. Lady Koto is just uh, Sailor Mercury. <laughs> like that was the most obvious one to me <laughs> in the world. <laughs> Uh, Hayasiokawa is like just a very noticeable voice actress for me. Uh, my favorites are probably um, the uh, older Miyori Inari, who's uh, Ishida, who I really like a lot. Uh, he'll mm-hmm. show up in future Gundam, but he's uh, he's just in a million things. Uh, very yes. versatile voice actor. Um Rakugo in particular, he voices a guy from like young childhood to like old man. 
um, and does it very, very well. Uh, and then uh, I really like Shoto's voice actress, uh, Chiba Saito. Um, she's in things like Arya. Um, she, she's got a very nice voice too. Uh, Arya cats. is one of those anime that I like need to know about because it keeps coming up in my life like watching anime. It's good. It's good. It's good comics and show. It's like one of those things like with Mushishi and Natsume, which is just good to take in slowly as a, oh, also she's Homura. I forgot. She's Homura and Madoka. Yes. <laughs> uh, very nice slice of life. But... Um, <laughs> she also has an assistant who is the most uh, like character that's in every single anime ever. He's just like a uh, glasses guy with kind of like short but spiky black hair. I feel like that design's in every show. <laughs> um, but he's like, used appropriately as just that guy as like a formal shorthand of guy in every show. As he's just kind of like the nice nerd helping things out. Who <laughs> uh, also secretly works for like the the plane cops yeah oh, shrine. The shrine yeah yeah because yeah. they at the end they introduced like oh this thir- this is the 13th plane and all the other worlds are dying but you don't really because you don't go to the other world so it's it like the i like how the shrine is just so abstracted from everything right as you they would mm-hmm. be if they were the reality cops because um it's clear their job is very important and they're not like portrayed as like super oppressive i mean they are right because they're enforcing the structures of the world but it, it emphasizes more the fact that like because of the like um just massive scope of their job whenever you interface with them they are always inherently going to be unknowable assholes because yeah. the, because whatever they say can't re- relate to your life because it has to relate to the interplay of the dimensions and who gives a fuck <laughs> like i'm but also uh, also, like because they're pulling from like Shinto and Buddhism, they're they're they might be assholes, but they're not evil in the yes. way that like any version of this that is like you know Christian based is. In yeah. that one, the the religious cops are always evil, and God is always like some horrible monster trying to trick you. And uh, this just is not isn't that like real God's still around? It's the three animals who just want this other God to also like shape up and not be an asshole. Who you start <laughs> noticing are in the background of like half the shots of the show? Yeah, <laughs> the uh, I think it's clear that the the chief priest um, is is who's the brother of Inari is mm-hmm. is carrying an understanding, but also is not does not really guide him in similar ways as uh, Yakumara younger Miyoi's older siblings do. Who mm-hmm. especially towards the end of the show, even though they themselves uh we want to see their parents again and go out in the world in Karama's case give heartfelt advice like are very supportive in a way that the chief priest is not shown being yeah but also they're like there's a bit right in like the is it the final episode or the episode before where they all stand around like we're not real you're the real one you (laughs) need to choose to do this stuff and i feel like it's uh like those characters weakness is that they don't have the conviction to like choose life in the same way he does like because they they acknowledge their reality as like constructed beings um 
and like at the end of the day are like, well, it's it's not my decision to continue on or not. Um, and I was glad the show did not like revel in like oh, all none of these characters are real and he was just alone this whole time. Which I I feel like there's a version of the show that is that that takes that turn and is much worse off for it. Yeah, it does um, not feel cynical in that way, which is nice. Yeah, because like the thing that they instantly do once everything's settled is like, no, we're all just gonna live in in Looking Glass Kyoto uh, and be happy in a family again. Mm-hmm. Um, and the part where like all these characters like we were just the ghosts keeping you company this whole time is like totally dropped because that's a thing they say to motivate him and not a thing they believed and i I appreciate that (laughs) yeah Uh, yasui in particular i think is someone who is very content with by the end of the show with with living in that city and like her her way of living in a way that kurama and uh slash yakshimaru aren't at that point Mm. like She's like this is I like this place. I'm going to stay here. I I enjoy it. I really appreciate that the like ending as a refutation of some of the stuff at the start of the show where it flirts with the idea of like oh in a world without suffering that means there can be no meaning and uh, mm-hmm. And basically, um, like, Kodo shows up and beats up her dad for even th- engaging in it. Like, what do you mean there's no meaning? We hang out. We chill out. We, ha- we argue with each other. We, like, you know, we laugh. We have a good... What, what else is there? Shut the fuck up! And it's, like, <laughs> it's just, like, an incredibly cathartic ending of, like, it's not... You know, cause, like I said, there, there are so many ways in the show that it could go really cynical. And also that it could go, like, kind of uh, empty... Um, you know, like a hope punk type thing of just like, every, just we can all imagine a better world together and everything's fine. Conflict's fake. Uh, and it doesn't do either of those things. It's just a very uh, earnest, um, like, show about the ability to, you, like, be a normal family by choosing to, right? Like, you choose to try mm. to do that. And it's, it's not like it, it erases the work of that, but you do have to actually commit yourself to it as, like, as a decision is the most important part. Um, and I thought that was just uh, very good. Very good as a uh, family drama. In the uh, the last episode, I really like um, the original God's uh, essentially line, which was something along the lines of, isn't it fine to just be there? Like, yes. y- you don't have to have a, an inherent meaning to strive for, you know, togetherness or to, to just be in a place existing. It was so funny. So, uh, so you get the big <laughs> confrontation with Kodo and Inari. And she like basically makes her stuff through to him. Like we will take the job, but you're not going to die because that's the coward move. You know, don't give up on on things like this. Is and then he seems to come to the realization. Then they walk away, and then he just stands there going like, "I am nothing now. I am no one." <laughs> and this rabbit just beats him up. Just like shut the fuck up. Were you not paying attention to the last ten minutes of the show, idiot? <laughs> it's very funny as he's just beaten up by his dad, who is God and a rabbit. <laughs> You get your get your wife back. You get your kids. Your kids are going to be God. Like they're going to want advice. Like shut up. <laughs> oh, I'm nothing. Listen to me. I'm God. Shut up. <laughs> when the whole point was that he is like, oh, I don't want to be God. Being God's hard. I don't. I don't understand this endless existence. Let's give up being God. <laughs> I I think it, it it ties together with also the show as a whole, which is like uh, finding like having guidance uh, when mm-hmm. you seek it is is really important. Like. Not not necessarily oh being told what to do, but having having something to pull from and and to 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 center yourself around as far as like a family was something that they longed for, and especially with uh, Inari, really a 
apparently didn't have dad seems to have been uh, god dad just seems to have been like ah, i'm gonna i'm gonna go you you two can handle this uh, yeah um i mean the, the show's filled with like especially in the, the early stuff is just loads of scenes of characters just talking to each other about their lives and their problems and mm-hmm. uh often they're like just unresolved but then the show like ties all that stuff kind of back in just thematically in a really nice way of like no that's actually the point the point is the conversations and the ability to talk to people about your problems and receive advice and give advice back in return um and uh i just think it's uh you know just a really thoughtful and uh, considerate show um it was nice to watch one of these where like <laughs> it it was it invested actually in the like interpersonal stories i feel like i've seen because you know this plot is the same in every jrpg or whatever but in that it's all the like kind of flat social metaphors usually <laughs> um so it was nice to see like no this this is a story about people uh and really invest in every character in it um and uh yeah it just uh it just really surprised me by um uh, how how good it was i just i out of the show good show yeah yeah the thing that uh bears mentioning here that is very good uh but is totally outside the realm of this is there are 0.5 episodes uh 10.5 is like a recap of the story <laughs> in case you weren't following along here's what the story is about uh which is cute um I feel like all anime should have this, though. Um, just to be like, does the anime understand its themes? This one does, but I'm pretty sure there's shows that I've watched if it had, they had like this recap episode would whiff on telling you what the anime was about. <laughs> uh, I would love this as a final exam. Yeah. Were you the way, along? In the way that we watch every like uh, Gundam show and it does the like previously on and the narrator, it tells us what happens and we go, that's not what happened. <laughs> yes. <laughs> The, the star of Double Zeta, which you're like, I don't think whoever wrote this knew the previous shows. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Uh, <laughs> yes. God, I, I would, I want to, yeah, everyone needs to do this now. <laughs> Making this part of the anime uh, requirement uh, because it's very funny. Oh, Emmy, you want to talk about 5.5? Yeah, so then there's 5.5, which is a. Uh, like a live action special about two of the voice actors going around to the places that inspired the, the anime, um, and giving context for like, you know, uh, the actual priest Mioe in, in legend and, uh, like the scrolls that inspired a lot of the designs and actual places that are represented in the anime. Um, but also like a tourism board advertisement for going around and visiting shrines <laughs> and getting your book stamped. And I'm like, damn, I wish I was going around visiting shrines and getting my book stamped. <laughs> I would too. also like, I would also like the autumn pastry set. Thank you. <laughs> they, do, yeah, they do like, uh, pivot between and here's the windows that were like designed in the shrine centuries ago and it has this like deep spiritual meaning and look at you look at this window and you think this thing anyway here's this little uh, uh set of tat we bought from the gift shop isn't this cool too and the thing is to both of those things i go yes i'd love both of them they're like don't um, don't worry other vas we did bring you some extras yes <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and then th- the main thing is after like the midpoint break uh, for their last segment, uh, they bring in special guest uh, Kazuki Yao, who is the voice of Judo Ashta and also the guy in charge, like the uh, high priest in charge of uh, Shrine in this anime. But he he's like barely been introduced in this anime at <laughs> that moment. Um, and so it's just like, ah, here's Judo Ashta to come with them on this adventure to this shrine. <laughs> and he is just like the biggest weirdo like clearly like you know 
an older voice actor who is old enough to be able to get away with being as eccentric as he wants showing up with like, you know, the two voice actors that they got for this. Like one of them is like, oh, I'm, I'm a new voice actress. And they're very like professional and on their business. And he shows up in his kimono and his wild hair and these 7,000 bracelets to just be weird. Uh, and it's amazing. It's so fucking good. I, I don't think Kazuki Yao has ever not been this. He is <laughs> yeah, he's no, just, <laughs> this is him and it's wonderful. It is inspirational. Yeah, it's it's so incredible. I was not ready for it. The minute he showed up, I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> uh, and then he's like, he's very earnestly like nodding along as they're talking about all the, the like uh, priest Miyoe stuff. And he's like, oh, a voice actor like me shouldn't really be reciting uh, lines out of, uh, you know, religious texts like this. Uh, and just very like calm, but also just still a weirdo the entire time. I was uh, hooting and hollering <laughs> this entire time. <laughs> Uh, it's a fantastic episode. Every anime needs this as well, of like a weird yes. live-action travelogue of their inspirations. Yeah, for sure. Also, please rescue him from One Piece Hell. I would like him in anime I watch. Uh, he, he loves the steady gig, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the, no. the thing is, once you get to that level of being in the industry for that long, uh, is you're expensive. Yeah, that's true. You, you, the reason why... Uh, older VAs aren't really prevalent is both well, anime focuses on younger people generally but also because they're really expensive yeah no it's just uh, I've had the like luck of running into like Ikeda like literally every three shows I watch but <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like he's the only one who's like really expensive but also just will say yes to most things <laughs> or yeah, he... everyone's willing to pay for him because it's him he, he's also got a very good um range i guess uh yeah because kazuki Yao is wonderful but also always just sounds like kazuki Yao. <laughs> yes uh which is delightful though in its own way but yeah it's great but it's also it's also before that character's introduced so like he you know he comes on he's weird and goofy and then in the episode you know when he finally makes his big appearance he calmly steps out and is like i am the adult here to put in place of the spheres of the universe where they rightly belong <laughs> and i'm like no you're not <laughs> <laughs> that's not what this show is about <laughs> and that's not that's like you are a buffoon because of your casting you can't be this character <laughs> uh and yeah it just like allows the joke of that to be understated <laughs> yes um yeah it's it's good yeah that stuff's great um just a great show all around i had so much fun watching this uh yeah i mean step of his game um I, I love the show. I like I like the episodes. I like uh yeah, I like where kind of, I like both sides, right? Like where it becomes a plot at the end of the show and the part where it's just kind of slice of life at the start. Uh yep. it's all good. What more? I like do the you big flashy the ONAs. Like if you watch the show, if you only watch the 10 episodes like a normal person, you're like I would, uh, you should still go and watch those. It's interesting what they look what the show is sold as without context. You're like, "Ah, this girl's got to fight these three uh people who've sent this giant robot after her. What horrible thing is happening here? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. The, the 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 first ONA definitely and like to the point of uh they like clearly re- revised a lot of that of the show right plays it as if this is like some kind of eternal torment for her yes mm-hmm. because there's the bit where it's like it's your birthday party rather than we're just throwing a festival thing because they're like oh the festival's actually happened every day this has been happening for for eternity and you don't realize it uh koto you're in hell uh all the stuff about being in hell and it, you know all, all gone um because you know they, they they build off those ideas but it's not uh 
the city's a nice place. <laughs> I think uh, younger Miyoi even like says that line in a throwaway kind of joking manner in the show, yes. which is like, oh, you see, this is funny to me now in a way because of the characters have been sold. I'm like, oh, that's just who this character is. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first, I think the, the five minute PV was originally going to have no audio. Uh, it was like going to be one of those uh, user submitted audio project sort of things in the same ways like uh, Hatsune Miku or whatever. Huh. Uh, and then Matsumoto, uh, when storyboarding, wanted music for sounds because it's kind of difficult to do that without uh, yeah. sounds. Uh, and so it just kind of evolved from there, um, just spiraled out into the rest of the production history. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm, I'm very glad that you made it this way because it's, uh, it's a sick show. It's very, very, it's just, it's fun. It's, it, the, this coming the season after Eccentric Family, which is a similar, as far as like focus on family drama, but in a very different way, uh, I guess, higher energy, less, um, calming. I don't know. The, the vibe is very different, but the, the things they focus on, uh, are very different takes on what a family drama can look like in an anime, which was nice. Yeah, they're very. I feel like they're very similar shows. I guess the vibes are different, but I, I was definitely thinking of eccentric family, mm-hmm. eccentric family, uh, most of the time watching this. The uh, PV, I think, there or might have been there. The twenty, some point in twenty eleven, they were working on it, and the uh, the uh, big earthquake happened. Oh, God, and, yeah. And a lot of like the focus on uh, kind of the world ending, an environmental disaster, kind of got shifted a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, which I guess probably informed a lot of what, what the lo- later part of the show looks like. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, oh, cool. Do we have anything more to say about Kesgiga? Ah. Um, uh, you have anything? No, I, th- I think I'm good. The, good, this is a good show. <laughs> the soundtrack's really good. Uh, I really yes. like it. It's by Go Shina, who's uh, worked at Band Dynamica for a long time on Mr. Driller and Tales, various Tales stuff, um, uh, some Tekken and Idolmaster songs, and recently did Code Vein and co-composed on Demon Slayer. Oh, okay, uh, cool. Yeah, he, he he's pretty good. Uh, and then the OP is probably in my top ten. Very good. The OP is so good. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's by Tamarapan and it's wonderful. Big yeah. Fun. Yep. Uh, it's a, it's a because sh- I like the ED a lot, but it is totally eclipsed by the OP to me. <laughs> I I really like the first ten seconds of the ED. Yes, that's true. But when it hits, it's always really exciting. You're like, man, what it's a great like, way to ooh, end every episode. High high energy, and it's like oh, this sounds yes. pretty all right. I like it, but it does not live up to the OP. Uh, you are correct. The, the 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 like chords hitting in the ED are excellent, and the, the rest of the song's fine. But um, uh, yeah, I love the OP. Uh, all right. Six show. Thank you very much, uh, Time Patience, for being on again. Uh, always yeah. a pleasure. Uh, thank you for just continuing to pick true bangers. But I uh, guess if you want to pick a bad show, that'll be fun in its own way. Pick a really bad show. Just the worst show. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, can people find you on the internet, or do you not want to be found? <laughs> These are the uh, questions we ask. I'm. I'm in the. Uh, normal mapping discord i guess no i don't i don't really have an internet thing i do yep. <laughs> um, um 
before we do plugs, uh, we'll be back. Our next episode is going to be about the first 13 episodes of Gargoyles, the Disney Ooh. show from the 90s. Um, so look forward to that. Probably in like two weeks would be my guess. Um, we're trying to turn that one around pretty quickly. So It's much easier when you're watching in English. Yep. I also think we're due for the second half of uh, Trigon. Trigon soon. I need to get back about that because that's probably Oh, up, so. actually something of note. Uh, Blood Blockade Battlefront uh, is by the Trigon author. The, the, oh. the show that she uh, she directed the first season of. Okay, cool. Because um, I looked at that and I was like, I, this one seems so different. I'm, I'm like confused as to why this is in the list. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, like all of her shows are, are like you know seem like these like nice really beautiful family dramas like cool like you know kind of cute character designs and then there's this like really tough <laughs> uh show in there and i was like what is this thing she uh she inserts uh because the the, the manga wasn't done and the storylines weren't finished up so she uh has some original characters in there that are kind of like a family drama she <laughs> <So, laughs> goes for it amazing that's that's incredibly powerful nothing but respect <laughs> Uh, Jackson plugs. Uh, you can find me at headfallsoff on twitter.com. You can find the other podcast that me and M do at abnormalmapping.com. If you want more anime shit, you can find it at and then an airplane, which is on that website, uh, which is uh, M and Autumn's uh, Ghibli podcast. I watched Arietti this morning, uh, prepping for our Arietti episode. Yeah. So Arietti's still pretty good. Pretty good movie. Not a whole lot there, but it's good. <laughs> Um, you can find me on Twitter at em underscore bing. You can f- uh, support us at patreon.com slash mapping For $1 a month, you get the Great Gundam Project. Right now, we are about halfway through the MS team, um, and we finished Gunbuster and are starting Die Buster, which uh, is really exciting because I don't know shit about Die Buster. Um, so we'll find out if I regret my words and deeds on saying I'm excited uh, shortly. Yeah. Uh, all right. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. We'll be back next time with uh, more anime. Uh, and yeah, goodbye. Anime Janai next time. Anime Janai. Yeah, that's what I, that's why I hesitated. <laughs>